off with a small vision, and that vision manifested into something beyond expectation. I see pride in black excellence when we tap into our magic. I see power. I've never seen anybody put in 100% and lose. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody. Say it loud, podcast. And you know this, man. And it's just big. It's just so simple, but yet so complex. Let's do it, black excellence. Let's go. go, 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 go. What is going on, Say it Loud Podcast? It is your host, Boogie the Beast. Thank you so much for tuning in with me on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. I feel like we're on YouTube, but I always say that. I gotta make sure that we're on there. I know we're on Google Play now, so shout out to everybody who's been kicking it and staying up on with it. Thank you so much for subscribing and for the new people, welcome to one of the greatest things that I like to call the best podcast in the West. And without further ado, I have a great friend of mine who not only is a part of this chapter of my life, but we didn't gone through a lot of chapters in each other's lives. And um, I'm super thrilled and super thankful. Um, a lot of the flowers that you guys will hear me give out throughout this series of, um, you know, ain't nothing like LA and the love for LA is actually because of this young woman reaching out and we're gonna get into that a little bit more, but without further ado, one of the only young ladies in my life that has known me damn near since 13, 14 years old, from Rolero to Great Skate, you know what I'm saying? My friend, Miss Courtney. Hello, oh my gosh, I'm nervous now. You named all those platforms and I'm like, oh, oh goodness. We've been out, we've been out, we've been out. We oh have gosh. been out. Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot I wanna kinda get to and like wrap around with friends and uh, it's just a conversation that happens to just have a mic, but don't even worry about the mic. But for those who obviously are going to see you later or don't already know you, which shouldn't be many people because <laughs> she's a great person. Thank um, you. You know, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where are you from? Yeah. This ain't no dating website, right. but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, from Phoenix, Arizona represent. Uh, Gang. That's how we know each other. Gang. <laughs> um, and yeah, I moved out to L.A. almost four years now. Mm. Four years. Mm. Now, now let's go back a little bit because I want to get into a little bit of the family dynamic and all that stuff. So, Courtney is from the other side of Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> West, from the side. West side. Is. He is, West he, side. He was going to throw that in there. Um, you know, coming from, I guess, the, the not only just the West side and like high school and all that stuff, but when you first moved out to LA and like kind of away from family, away yeah. from, you know, that, that connectivity and like we're going to get into the family dynamic. Like, what did it feel like the first time you were like, I think I'm ready to move. Um, you know, the only thing I regret is that I didn't move sooner. Mm. Um, I, I just, I needed to take that leap. Um, there were, there was nothing else serving me in Arizona. And so I was like, it's now or never. Um, I think my best friend, Victoria, for getting me out here actually, because once she said that she was leaving, I was like, I'm going with you. And I literally dropped everything and I made that decision within two weeks. I had no money saved for LA. Like, um, I had quit my job and I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. And you made it work. I made and, it work. And you made it work. Yes. That's the most important. Now, talking about the family dynamic and things like that, I'm always gonna get this number wrong. I know I said I'm a really good friend. Courtney, you know how some people say like, you have a basketball team as a family. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you guys got a full house. Courtney's got a whole baseball team. Uh, <laughs> can you remind everybody of how many sisters and how many brothers you have? Yes, I'm one of 11. <laughs> I have eight sisters and two brothers, and I would not trade it for the world. Like, yeah, who's your favorite? 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody. Everybody's yeah. the favorite. Yes. Um, you know, I guess, and you were the first one of your brothers and sisters to move out of Arizona at, the, at that time? Um, my older sister, Nikki, she okay. actually moved um, a couple of times. So, I mean, I saw her do it mm-hmm. throughout our lives. She's moved to the East Coast. She moved to um, the South. And then she came back. And so, I mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I was the second one. Family, fa- family oriented. I will, I will say that um, Courtney will drive home for the Thanksgiving, a random weekend, um, yes. and you, you've always just been surrounded by, you know, the family and family love and stuff like that. So, what was you know for you, like you said, it was there was nothing else serving you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was time for a new change. Uh, do you remember having that conversation like your brothers and sisters at first? Um, Honestly, just to circle back to what you said, I do drive home a lot. I'll fly home. Um, it does make it easier with Arizona and California being so close. It's a blessing. Um, yes. So, yes, I go back home quite often. As far as the conversation, I had the conversation with my older sister, Nikki, again. Um, and then I had the conversation with my parents, and my parents were actually pissed. Like, they mm. did not want me to leave. Um they just didn't think that I would make it out in LA because of the expenses and um, I guess just the environment. I'm not sure. Uh, I think they were just more concerned that, you know, parents always see you as like their their baby. So the baby. I don't think they the baby really. They wasn't ready to leave the nest. Yeah, because yeah. I've always been independent. So I don't think that they were concerned, even though they said it's expensive, I don't think that they were concerned that I wouldn't necessarily make it I think they just really didn't want me to go um and so I actually I told them and they didn't agree and I ended up leaving anyways and I didn't even tell them the day that I left I ended up telling them once I was already moved out here you FaceTimed them from a new apartment yeah I'm like (laughs) I'm here and um yeah that's awesome And, and I think that's like you know I mean I'm not going against parenting skills or anything like that or going against your parents anybody but right sometimes you got to make the decisions for the future of your own household right. you know what i'm saying because our parents are their household and we're under their roof and respecting even when you move out it's kind of like you're still within the responsibility of your parents but then you have to make and start to start to make decisions on well this is how my house is going to be and right. you know respect it and, and do things you know what i'm saying like it's not like you exiled them out of your life like oh you don't support me i'm blocking you you know what yeah. i'm saying it was it was something you did for yourself um so now we're in California, we were in LA, um, and you know, we've, we've gone, and you've gone with family and things like that back and forth to California prior to moving here, but what was your first year in LA like? Horrible. Mm. <laughs> um, I honestly, I moved out here and it took a long time for me to even land a job. Um, and so I started really worrying like, oh shoot, were my parents right? Um, and then landed a job, wasn't making shit in that job. Sorry, can I cuss on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say it loud. First Amendment. Right. Shit! <laughs> um, so I wasn't making much at that job. Definitely was struggling and, but one thing about me, I'm used to the hustle, the grind. I will hustle my way out of any situation and so and I wasn't connecting with the Safely. Right, safely, yes. And appropriately. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> um, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I wasn't happy actually the first, it was, I would say six, seven months. It wasn't the first year. Um, I was like, this cannot be the LA that I was expecting, you know, um, the people that I had met 
initially were all about the Hollywood life and things like that. I knew exactly what I came out here for, and that was community and to be around people that look like me. You know, I wanted to be around beautiful black people and build a community in that way. Um, so shout out to Black Book LA at the time. I was just searching through their Instagram, um, trying to find different things to get into, and that's when I came across Keeper 100. Um, wow. But it was Front Runners LA at the time. Front Runners LA. <laughs> I was getting ready to say that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, yeah, the just I knew I wanted to get into working out again, and I always ran track growing up. And so I was like, you know what? Let me get back into running. You know, I have a passion for running, and um, I was scared. I would invite friends out that I knew that I had met here and they would say they would go with me and no one would come and so I finally just was like you know what I'm gonna go fuck it uh, yeah I'm just gonna go by myself and it was the best thing that's happened to me in my life honestly not mm -hmm. even just my move here to LA just in my life um you know fighting through the nerves and just going out there by myself and everyone was so welcoming and I found the community of people that ultimately has me where I'm at today yeah and I mean that's this is this is like again when I'm going back to like taking that step you know against your parents is because um, again I'm gonna say it over and over again like you taking that leap what month did you leave in 2018? July 2018 2018 she mm -hmm. left in July for those who know me I got out of the Navy in September of 2018 and I moved to LA the first person that I touched down with even before I got here because I think I hit you up maybe August July yeah. or August. And I was like, hey, I'm moving out there. And Courtney started looking out for me. She started, you know, sending me things to do, places to go. And one of those first things that, that we were talking about is this exact run club um, that was put on and still gets put on by uh, a gentleman, the mayor named Butta. Shout mm -hmm. out to Butta. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, this is how, literally, I, I wish, I think I got the text message still, but it was like, yo, if you want to meet black people, this is where you come meet black people. <laughs> At the time, that's all it was. It was like, well, I want to come around, meet black people, and not have to drink and turn turn up. You right. know what I'm saying? In that way, and it was like, we're running, we're going out together. Like, oh, he DJs. Oh, you know, she owns a clothing store. Like, oh, they do pop ups, they do photography. Oh, they're an actor, an actress. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what I'm saying? Like, for you to take that step is in my testimony of me taking my step mm -hmm. because you opened the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, you opened the door up to L.A. for me. Aww. Because, again, when I got here, like, yeah, I know a couple people. You know, you know, some people say, you know, I, I like to talk to random people and make friends. But getting to that run club, my first, my first week there, I remember I knew you. And I didn't know nobody else at the time. But I instantly just started connecting with people. And then that next week was the breast cancer walk. Yeah. And just even coming back, people were like, your name's Jordan, right? And I was like... Wow, niggas really remember me. Right. Like, like, <laughs> damn, that's dope. And, um, you know, again, four years forward, here we are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we're both coming up. Damn, we're both coming up on our senior year. I know. Um, oh, LA. That's I think crazy. it's important to add, like, the reason why I was looking for community so much is because there is just a small pocket of black people in Phoenix or Arizona. Yeah. Um, at the time. Yeah, at the time. Now it's a little bit different. I know a lot of people have moved in, yeah. you know, but... Yeah, definitely. I feel like I didn't really get too much of that growing up, mm -hmm. um, besides my own family, and obviously you guys, my friends, right? Which is my the neighborhood. But yeah, so I think that's what made it. I just wanted to emphasize that it yeah. made it important for me that I came out here and did that. Yeah, because it, you know, again, it's like going from having 
six plus people around you, you know, every day or, you know, whatever the, the home dynamic was at that time, like mm-hmm. going from always having so many people around you that you knew to a new city, you know, and, and finding out and discovering yourself and identity and, and growth. It's kind of just like, okay, I don't want to replace them, but I need to get people that are going to align with me taking steps forward. Right. Um, and everybody's got a, a place, you know what I'm saying? I just, I was on a podcast interview couple weeks ago and I, I randomly came up with a quote I'm, I'm copywriting this because it was fire but it was like um, I said it every it takes a village but not everybody has to be in the same hut mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and what I meant what I meant by that when I was thinking it is like everybody has a purpose like friends don't all have to live in the same hut to still you know resonate and be a community right. you know what I'm saying like you don't go to your barber to get your lashes done mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying or your braider to get your lashes done or you know, you don't go to somebody who's heavy in fitness asking them about cooking. Yeah. I mean, you could respectfully, but you know what I'm saying. But nonetheless, um, it's important to have those pockets. Um, and yeah, I was going to ask, you know, four years later, it's kind of almost like high school, but like four years later, like, you know, do you feel like you're in community? Do you feel like you can run, not run the streets, but like <laughs> you feel like you can like be no, in LA Natalie, I run LA. I run LA. <laughs> Not me, but, no, uh, no. but yeah, like, do you know, do you feel, do you feel that sigh of, um, not relief, but do you feel that sigh of like, I'm, I'm making it, like I've made it now, or your feet um, under you? No, you know, what's crazy, I don't necessarily feel that way. I feel like I've grown hmm. like, like crazy. Um, going back to the village thing, you know, there's so many different pockets of friendships that I call it. Um, that I've gained and lost um, since coming out here. And I've just grown and learned so much about myself and other people and how to move. Um, So as much as I feel like, yes, my feet are planted in the ground, I also know that um, the ground can move at any moment. So I will say that. Um, and that's that just, soil gets shaken up. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm still learning. Um, I definitely, like I said, I'm grateful for the people that I've met along the way who have paved the way for me. And um, just, you know, shout out to everyone that's welcomed me with open arms because there are people that do not fuck with transplants. <laughs> um, yeah. And you stole my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then just... You know, shout out to myself and my parents for raising me to be who I am and my authenticity, you know, and not switching up for the likes of others. Because that's one thing I feel like that's got me this far with my relationships with people is just staying true to myself and not trying too hard to um, fit in or be someone that I'm not. And that's one thing also I didn't even want to take away from the people of LA. Like I'm not trying to act like I'm from here or yeah, at all. Like I, yeah, I'm just, yes. And that's full respect. I think everyone here is so so amazing and so dope. And I'm just happy to be here. Like I'm happy to be in the same space as these people because, um, you know, I see the culture and I see how prideful. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think, for us, I, you just don't see that kind of stuff in Arizona. I mean, we I definitely rep Arizona till the day I die. You know, I love Arizona. Yeah, she's got a, you got yeah, she's got a cactus tattoo. She's she's ahead of me. I I, I keep saying that I'm gonna get something Arizona tatted on me, but I haven't had tattoos since seventeen. But yeah, but. but I will say there's just something special about South Central LA, just specifically. Um, so 
thank you to those people that have taken me under their wing and just open arms and introduced me to different things out in the city. So you are tuned into the Say It Loud podcast. Say it loud. It's funny. It's deep. It's lit. Say it loud. Say it loud. Best podcast I've ever listened to. And we are back just like that. It is South Central LA. It's very own. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> East Phoenix very own. No. What? I'm from the oh. East. <laughs> East Phoenix very own. Stop. West, West, yeah. Stop. Don't do that. No, I'm kidding. We are back. I'm still here with my girl, Courtney. Um, talking about it. Going back to it. The hustle. The tussle. You know what I'm saying? And the growth, the grind, entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, moving out here with the, I don't want to say the dollar and the dream, mm-hmm. but respectfully, you know, a full tank of gas or even a three-fourths tank of gas. At the time, gas was a lot cheaper. But, <laughs> um, you know, moving out here, grinding and growing, um, getting into entrepreneurship. You know, what what kind of passions did you kind of pick up on or really start to grow and develop into when you got out here or really took, I guess, flight once you got out here? Yeah, you know, um, everyone seems to come out to L.A. for a specific reason, whether it's singing, acting, um, you know, things like that. When people asked me why I came out here, I was like, I just need to change a pace. Like, mm-hmm. it, it really wasn't specific to um, a certain craft or even my own craft. So I do sew, and I have a small children's line called Jamalee. Um, Shout out to Jamalee. Yes. And so I was working on that back in Arizona with uh, my partner at the time. Her name was Janelle. Um, I I now own the entire company. So working on it through, uh, you know, with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that I needed to grow it and I'm still working on growing it. Um, but my passion has honestly just been surrounded by... Um, family dynamic, you know, mama and baby, daddy and baby, um, just growing a household name for Jamalee, mm-hmm. but it's like the one-stop shop, you know, mm-hmm. um, as far as baby and toddler and family needs and resources. So that's where I'm really, that's the sector that I'm trying to tap into right now. I like that. And, and it's, it's very important, um, you know, to continue to show up, like you said, the family dynamic, but I think that's just been in you for, you know, yeah. since birth, you know Literally. what I'm saying? Respectfully, um, because you've been the big sister, you've, you've changed the diapers, you've babysat, yeah. you've been babysat, you've changed, you know, people have changed your diapers, you've, you've seen it, you've done it. Um, what got you into sewing? You know, cause she's gonna be rich. She really tried to like throw that little sentence in there. <laughs> She's got, I mean, last time I was over there, it's like three sewing machines. <laughs> like, yeah. There's like, like an old one that was passed on. There's an electric one. Like, there's one you can just set and forget like an air fryer. <laughs> like, what got you yeah. into that? Um, That's a pastime. Yeah, you know, and sewing is a lost art. I don't think people realize that it is an art. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely, like, I'm, I always say I'm um, going to be a lifelong learner. Like there's still mm. so many things that I'm learning about myself, about my machines, um, and just, you know, different ways of navigating that space. But I just remember my mom always, you know, patching something up or having her sewing machine out. Um, shout out to mom. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. So I don't know. I, I always had like a interest in design. Um, and that's just with everything, like even furniture design and interior design and clothing design and so I 
was like, you know what? You know, I have a sewing machine. I'm going to take some classes. So I took some classes um, at Phoenix College for design, learning how to sketch and learning the basics of sewing and things like that. And I really fell in love with it, but more so as a hobby, not to really make money from it. Um, just knowing that it's something I'm good at and it was a gift. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Stretch a muscle or yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do they say? You know, use everything that God's given you. Mm. You know, don't let anything go to waste. So, um, sewing has just been a part of my life. Um, not like the front line or forefront, but mm-hmm. it's just something I can do and something that I do find passion in. I also have a sewing machine tattooed on me. Do you really know? I do. Wow. Okay, um, see? This is why I like doing podcasts. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? No, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um and it's just like one of the things that got John Lee started with mm-hmm. um you know, with my former partner. We just we had a love for sewing and um a love for all things kids designs and things like that and so we just came together and I realized, you know, this is something that I could, you know, profit from. Like I said, it's just a hobby still, really. Yeah. Um, and and I, it's introduced so many other things for me. Yeah, I was gonna, that I was going to go into the introduction and addition. I mean, you know, that's, it's like, uh, I'm going to mess these words up, but like, not headbands, but what are they called for the babies? Are they baby headbands? Yeah, uh, baby that's headbands. what I started with. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah, baby headbands. Um, I've seen, you know, like the, they're like the smaller pieces, like, yeah. you know, like even like, rompers rompers yeah. and then i you know even i've seen the ones of the one of ones bow ties and things mm-hmm. like that you know to put things in perspective for a, a, an art such as that um from sketch to to delivering yeah how long is that like if you were to just go straight into it and like um, oh i can get it done like how long is the actual sewing process and things like this i guess it really depends on what all i'm doing or what the project is you know headbands i can bust out like 50 of those in an hour so it depends on yeah it really just depends on what the project is Mm -hmm. um you know rompers and things like that can take a little bit a little bit more time um custom pieces and things like that um the bow ties that i was doing the one of ones yes those are really awesome um yeah you know a couple hours maybe it really just depends on um how i schedule into my time um but i will say like I mentioned, it's opened up other sectors for me or things. You know, in the beginning of the pandemic, when no one could find masks, um, when you literally couldn't buy them anywhere because they were just sold out, I was like, you know what? I have a sewing machine. I have tons of extra fabric. And I'm, you know, John Lee has kind of taken a step back as far as, like, the creative process and what so I want to... stop getting pregnant. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. No. And it's just like... You know, I'm still figuring out what direction I wanted Jamali to go into, but I knew that I didn't want to take my skills for granted and knew that I can be of use to other, yeah, I can Mm -hmm. be of use to other people. And so I probably made 1,500 masks um, in the beginning of the pandemic. Go ahead then. That's what's up. See, this this (laughs) shit I need to learn. I'm like, yo, because I remember you did one for uh, Tariq. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a crown royal bag. What was, and it was, it was rude. Yeah, rude. It was a rude <laughs> one. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because people did, they saw, okay, you can make masks. Well, can you make masks out of this dust bag? So I started getting crown Louis Vuitton. Royal, Louis yeah, Vuitton. Yeah, like all yeah, types like, of different 
um, designs and stuff. So and that just goes back again. That just goes back into what we talked about. Just the the hustle. Like I'm gonna find a way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm gonna find a way to get this rent paid. Right. Because you're not gonna mess my credit up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Respectfully. Um, I love that. And so. Like you were saying, it's expanded and it's grown into different things um, within not only the business, but also keeping you close to families and that that mommy daughter, that daughter, daddy um, or daddy son. Um, And, you know, this I'm not going to say it was random, but you know what I'm saying? I just feel like there was just this brief moment where, you know, you kind of didn't go dark but like you kind of just like went off social media yeah and you came back with a new certificate you know yeah. what i'm saying oh, yeah. and not only a certificate <laughs> but because i don't want to disrespect it but uh, it's it's a license or is it it's a certification certification mm-hmm. um you became a birth worker yes also yes. known as a doula yes um so when did that happen <laughs> <laughs> birth work um what's funny is it's always been something just of interest like I when people ask me you know what got you into this I can't give you a reason it's just something that literally has been on my heart God placed on my heart since I was four years old like I remember vividly remember being dropped off at preschool did not want to go hated it like do not bring me to this place and the only thing that would fix it is if they put me in the first room, like I said, I remember it so vividly, to the left when you walk in the door and it was the baby room. And it wasn't because they thought I was acting like a baby. I went in there to hold the babies. Like I went in there to nurture and care for the babies. And that's the only thing that made me happy. And that's where they would put me first when my mom would drop me off because they knew like, Courtney just wants to be around the babies. She don't want no snacks. She don't want no naps. She's like, give me the babies. babies. Yes. And so... I just know that I've always just had this passion and nurturing spirit to take care of others. Um, and it just continued on in my life as far as um, like babysitting and things like that. When I was a freshman in high school, I like took the whole summer and um, ended up taking care of my aunt who was on bed rest with twins. Like when I tell you this has just always been something that has just shown itself in my life and so easily, um, easily for me, you know, it's just something that I wanted to do. Uh, And then when I was 18, I became a nurse's assistant. Like I said, caregiving mentality. I just wanted to serve others. (laughs) I just wanted to serve others. Um, But I always knew that I wanted to get into like labor and delivery and things like that. I attempted to go through um, nursing, but at the time I was working full-time, going to school full-time, and I just I didn't allow myself to find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I that took a back seat, and I looked into how can I still be in this field without having that nursing degree or something like that and so yeah yeah. and right at the time it was just I didn't think think is the big word here it's just like once you put your mind to it you can do anything so I want everyone to listen to that part you can live through anything if magic (laughs) made it Kanye told us that yes um so ultimately I just I was like I need to figure out how to get into the space without as much of the schooling at this point in my life and so um, yeah, that's how I found birth work, you know, becoming a doula and what it takes to become certified in this, in that, um, space. Uh, and yeah. And so I went mean, into that. There's, I mean, there's just so many 
thousands of questions I can go with this, but I, I think I want to just, you know, for those, I think that the, the spotlight for birth workers and, and education and, and giving not only women, but especially black women, yes. a place to feel a lot more comfortable um, is growing, expanding because yes. of social media and more people getting into it and seeing, you know what I'm saying, thinking and, and putting themselves like, oh, I can go do this, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And not saying it's easy, but I'm saying like, if I apply myself, I can do this. And it males also. Yes. Um, you know, I think as it grows, the education of what you guys are doing and, mm-hmm. and how you're caring and providing is also growing. Um, We're advocating. And advocating. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, just to give a couple, like, because in my mind, right, what I understand is instead of going to a hospital, there is a, a secondary place, um, like a like a birth home or like a birth center. Mm-hmm. And then I know there's like the inflatable pool mm-hmm. or you can walk around and like you can deliver and, you know, standing up, squatting, yeah. you know, doing different things. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things, um, you know, as you've been through it now that like, I guess you can just educate like, I ain't no dad, I ain't got no kids on the way. But, you know, like uh, even just a mom to even consider or parents to even consider going this route versus a hospital route. Well, I'm glad that you um, mentioned it based off of your viewpoint, because this helps me let others know, um, just to piggyback off what you said, representation does matter. And advocating for black and brown birthing people is so incredibly important. Um and a doula does not have to happen in a home birth setting. It doesn't have to happen in a birth center. I've been a doula for clients that wanted to deliver in a hospital. Um, we are just as useful in that setting as we are um, in a unmedicated birth and things mm. like that. So there are tons of comfort measures that we provide. Um, and back to advocating, you know, we help birthing people have these birth plans and this vision of how they want their birth to go. And we do our very best to make sure that that happens. Um, you know, we can't promise anything because birth will happen how it's supposed to happen. Child, <laughs> Labor will happen how it wants to. In the car on the way there. Yes. <laughs> but that's part of a doula's job is to mm. help you feel confident and prepared in the journey and space that you are entering into. Um, as much as I said, you know, oh, I love the babies. and babies. It's not even about that for me anymore. It's about mothering mothers. Like, um, and postpartum is just a huge space that I'm really about to tap into um, because there's just such a blind spot there that people don't realize. And it's just as important as mental health. Um, yeah. I was going to ask on, on top of postpartum and then we'll go back to like the, the mothering mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, is it true that males can get postpartum also? Have you ever heard that? Um, I haven't in my studies, but I don't see why I don't see not. How, yeah, but, but. I mean, well, so if you're thinking about a birth and, and baby and this in a new life entering your space and world... Anyone could go through emotions and changes. So postpartum is something that happens after birth. um, Mm -hmm. But I think there's a difference. So there's postpartum. It's everyone or, you know, all birthing people go through it. Mm -hmm. But then there's postpartum depression, which is where the space where, okay, 
things have changed. I don't know how to cope or I, I need help coping and things like that. So there's a difference, you know, postpartum gotcha. is it's, you can't, you know, yeah. um, go around that. It happens. Your body just went through a traumatic experience. Um, but as far as your question, I do feel like, um, partners or dads can feel a strain, you know, that's with anything. It's a life, it's a huge life experience that ultimately changes shift. everything. So, yeah. um, now to go back to mothering mothers, um, yeah. you know, we, we ain't going to do this like, you know, uh, how many have you, you know, rooms mm-hmm. you've been in, but do you remember like your first like experience, like as a, as a birth worker, like in the room with a client, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you caught, like, you know, you're <laughs> the one, but like, do you remember that experience? Like, was it more, not a relief, I guess, but like, did you, did you find the joy and like congratulating the mom as much as you did? Like, wow, like I went through this entire process for this new life. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it kind of sparked this when you said mothering mothers, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of, can you actually scratch that? Can you just go into your first you know, what that felt like in the room or wherever you were. Yeah. Um, or just one of the first, but. Of course. It's, <laughs> whenever I tell people that I'm a doula or what I do, everyone's face is so funny. So like, <laughs> yeah. Because they're kind of just like, ooh, why would you, you want to do that? She just posted the, the plac- what was it, the placenta box? Yeah, like, yeah. Yes. I, like, oh, yeah, I do placenta for- encapsulation <laughs> as well, yeah. Getting ready for a wish we're going. Right. <laughs> it's like a normal post. I know, but when you're in that moment, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but for myself, all the, you know, the blood and things like that, you know, the things that you know that you're about to see, um, I don't know, it it doesn't feel like that at all. Like, Mm. you're not focused on those things. You are there, me as a doula, I'm there to ensure the safety of the birthing person. I'm there to make sure that I am following the guidelines or the, the wishes of the parent that they wanted. Um, How early on do you usually start with the client? Um, it really depends on their needs. I gotcha. usually have an initial visit and things like that within like the first 15 weeks. First first trimester? Yeah. Gang, who don't know pregnancy? <laughs> Hello. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, and then we have a couple more meetings after that just to get them prepared for their birth and gotcha. birth planning and things like that. Um, and then I'm on call via text or email or phone from like 31 weeks on until it's time. So gotcha. like they can text me and call me at any time. Hmm. Um, but yeah, being in the in the setting, in the room, wherever it's happening, you're not even thinking about that stuff. You are just, you're literally, you're crying and overjoyed just as much as the parent. Like, it's just such a beautiful, it's a miracle. It Mm. is, our bodies are amazing. And just being a part of that, like, I'm honored when people choose me on this journey with them. Like, this is something that's so sacred and so special to them and for when I'm chosen to help and aid and provide my knowledge resources I I could cry in those interviews with those parents because I'm just so I feel so blessed that they are choosing me in the room or yeah. you know in, yeah in that space um you know I guess when you think about everything you pour into others you know do, do you think that if you do want to be a mother one day and have the opportunity to be um is this something where you're like knowing so much more now it's like it makes do you feel like it makes it a little bit more comforting mentally like oh my like obviously like again like 
you can be like, yeah, I'm prepared or a little bit more prepared, but you know, pregnancy is pregnancy. Like, yeah. do you feel like though it's setting you up for a little bit more comfort that there's more women who look like you or men who look like you that are going to yeah. be helping or aiding during this where you know what to ask for and you know what to kind of guide people in the correct direction for yeah. your own one day? Yeah, so I don't know if I want to be a mother one day. Um, I'm open to it. Uh, it's definitely not something that's closed. I haven't closed the door on that or anything. Um, but like I said, mothering mothers gives me that feeling mm. of accomplishment and feeling that you know people probably get when they are a mother themselves or become a mother themselves. Um, but if I were to open that door, open that space for myself and say, yeah, you know, actually I do want this. Um, I would say, yeah, I feel more prepared knowing what I'm getting into. Um, I definitely would know what I want. Um, there would be no confusion or hesitation behind that. But like we said, birth can go any way. Birth can go any way. You can... You can try to be as prepared as you want. You can know exactly how you want it to go to a T and life... Plot twist. Yeah, plot twist. Life will do what it life does um, yeah. and switch up on you. But I think, yeah, you know, um, going into it with confidence. But still, being a black woman, um, just because I'm a doula myself, doesn't mean that there isn't a fear there. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, black women, black and brown birthing people are three times more likely to die in childbirth than white birthing people. Um, in school, in healthcare settings, people are actually taught that black people don't feel pain like other people. And so we're downplayed a lot in, in what we feel and what we go through. And so for me to say, oh, because I'm a doula, I'm not scared. No. That's completely false. Mm. No, no, I mean, that's, I was getting ready to ask, that was my next question about asking, like, you know, what are some of these things as, as it's growing again and then the scale's getting larger for advocacy and just not, I don't want to say marketing, but like statistics and things like this, like there's more people pushing the agenda mm -hmm. forward. Um, the, the numbers are crazy. The numbers are wild. Um, but again, I'm very thankful that I, I know a few, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good people on the front lines. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, I appreciate that. Oh, the last question I was gonna ask about is, do you think your have your brothers and sisters be like, oh man, Courtney's gonna deliver my baby? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I actually. They was... think they're getting it for free. Or what? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> no, I work on a sliding scale. So. <laughs> hey, the um, price is going up, baby. No, I actually was. Um, my sister's doula. Um, and my nephew is going to be one, you know, next week. So, so excited about that. I actually was her doula and, um, just being able to be there for my sister and provide her with the knowledge that I have was just like, this is what it's all about. You know, being able to, it's one thing to provide these resources and things to a stranger, but knowing that I am helping my own blood is just like thank you god um i actually and it's it's a whole community birth work is a community whether you're a doula a doctor a nurse a midwife um it's a community of people and um my sister had a specific uh doctor that she wanted to see 
and that doctor was completely booked with uh, patients like she wasn't taking any new clients but because my friend um, shout out to Sydney she's a doula on the east coast she knew that doctor. Sydney Wilson Hunter. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. She's yeah. from Arizona. Yeah. That's um, right. She married into my, yeah, she married a cousin of mine. Yeah, okay. It's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk later. So, yeah. So, shout out Holy to Sydney. Shit. She actually, um, I believe she knew the doctor that my sister was trying to get wow. in touch with. But because of that, Sydney was able to let that doctor know, like, hey, Courtney is a doula friend of mine. You know, she's part of our doula community. And that doctor ended up taking my sister as wow. a patient. So it's just a community. And so, What yeah. can black women not do? You Period. know what I mean? <laughs> Girl, you need to go ahead and get a spot because, uh, no, no, no. What we're not going to do is not get her on. Okay. Yeah. Right, so, just... yeah, being able to wow. be there for my own blood is just, like I said, thank you, God. You are now tuned into the one and only. Say it loud. Yo, say it loud. Say it loud. Come on now, dog. Best podcast I've ever listened to. Say it loud. Say it loud podcast. It's lit. Back. You want to bring us in? No. <laughs> we'll just go just like that. Um, no, I mean, again, I, I appreciate it. You know, all this stuff that we've been talking about, not only is it important, but it, it's super dope. You know what I'm saying? And like, sit in front of somebody and this is growth like I'm not saying this for jokes but it, it you guys are gonna laugh but like we were in the clubs we were in a PHX PHX Stoudemire's, Stoudemire's Club Fresh Jilly's <laughs> oh my god you know what I'm saying and like we roller skated and like we went to house parties we ate you know what I'm saying we both moved to LA like we've been in you know what I'm saying the places out here karaoke strip clubs you know <laughs> we've traveled but like all of it to say that like you can do all the things, but there's always growth. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And now you're growing little humans and like mothers into motherhood and things like this. So, um, you know, I really wanted to come on here and give you your flowers. Like Thank again, you. Um, you. because, you know, even before you were doing the birth work again, like you, like I said, you opened the door to LA for me. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Keep it around hundred was like the soil, yes. but you, you know what I'm saying? You, you show me where the soil was and you helped me put my feet in and, you know, you've always been, you know, even in San Diego, like, you. and when I was stationed out in San Diego, hey, Boog, I'm pulling up to San Diego, let's go out, you know? Yes. And you made sure to always reach out. Um, and, you know, it's always just been love, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's been times that, you know what I'm saying, we, we don't talk for a week, two weeks, two months, like, consistently, mm-hmm. but it's still connectivity. And, you know, if you need to call me, I'm here, vice versa. We're always going to show up. And you're always surrounded by good people because... That's what you do is you keep people around you that you need. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we do. Um, so I wanted to say that again, that you deserve more than flowers. You deserve the garden. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You. And I love you. And I truly appreciate it. I love you too. Um, but for everybody else that can't love her yet, like I can. <laughs> ah! um, you know, what else do you want to pour your love into? You know, what's what's next in, in the, the seasons to come for you? Yeah. So um, like I mentioned in the beginning of this Uh, when I said I was working full-time and didn't allow myself to go through the whole nursing school process, I'm actually starting to um, get head into nursing, head into nursing school so I can work in labor and delivery and continue on with this passion and what God has laid on my heart. Um, I eventually would love to travel and do missions as far as you know, helping people around the world in their birthing experience. So mm. um, that's where my heart is in this moment. Uh, eventually, I would love to 
open up my own birthing center and allow that safe space for black and brown birthing people especially um but anyone to just come and be loved on and feel the love and you know have the birth experience that they wish to have um as far as LA you know I never know what chapter I'm going to be in you just never know you You feel me no um you know, but I, I'm happy here still. It's I feel like I still have work to do here and people to meet and connections to have. Um, so I'm I'm good here. Um, we'll see what LA has to offer for me still. You know, going into year four. Um, Gang. And yeah, and I you know what's crazy is I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Um, mm. Four years flies, mm. and as much as I feel like it's almost been longer. Like I said, I barely scratched the surface, and I know that there's just so much more to see and do and experience. And I haven't done half the stuff of that. Oh my yet. goodness! Like, every time it's like, oh, where's that at? Like, yeah. where's this? You, you know? save all these things and, and, and your yelp yeah. and, and your three folders. years later, yeah. <laughs> damn, I'm finally getting up right, here. Right. Well, this is Glendale. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing um, against Glendale. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll just see, you know, where the LA journey takes me. But as far as birth work, that's just gonna keep going I'm on the up and up um and going after all the things that I didn't allow myself in my younger age so that's very beautiful that's dope um you know I guess the only other way to to have people connect to you or you know give a a safe space or or even just consulting you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. into into the world of birth work and uh hey you know what I'm saying? These rompers, what's up? Because a lot of people are having kids right now. How do we uh, how do we stay connected to you? How do we how do we connect to you? You know what yeah. I'm saying? One way or another. And just before I, you know, give my Instagram handles a shout out, I do want to expand Jomily as well into more um, you know, additional services and not just um, a kids line. I want it to be like I want to I want to expand it to where I'm also helping homies, you know, um alterations and things like that she did my halloween costume uh <laughs> two years ago when i when his uh scarecrow from the whiz yes so, so i do want to open <laughs> the <ten> doors <laughs> that <laughs> I, was did, crazy. That one, I did <laughs> what'd you want oh that's it <laughs> all right have a good day it took me longer to drive to her than it was <laughs> alteration <laughs> yeah so i do want to open and expand those doors just um to expand myself as a seamstress um but mm. also just expand you know what rooms Jomily can enter um so we'll see but my instagram handle for Jomily is Jomily kids uh j-o-m-i-l-y kids k-i-d-s and then my um birth work instagram is loving you through mm-hmm. i love that thank oh, you loving you through. i'm loving you through your journey damn <laughs> i like that hey and i'm telling you all right now i've already got a residency so <laughs> <laughs> when when uh you know what I'm saying when the good Lord tells me that's your wife and uh, we're coming so uh, you know what I'm saying I got I'm holding her down nine months that's why I was asking how long in advance not do I me have. <laughs> oh yeah no 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 yeah no 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 not Courtney and I Courtney's gonna help deliver deliver my my, my kid one day yes. you know what I'm saying um if, if that's what the wife will allow but that that's gonna be my only thing that I, I feel like I'll have a decision in you know what I'm saying is you can pick everything else I want either the middle name <laughs> and. I already know the doctor, and I know, you know, hopefully, you know, shit, by then, I was going to say, you might be the nurse, you know what I'm saying? You're going to yeah, be the whole nurse. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not within four years. Man, you know, know, whatever, whatever. God, hey, God, please help. 
Um, but plan on having a baby sometime soon, Boogie. No, listen. <laughs> Rihanna already cheated on me, but it's okay. Oh, my gosh. That could have been me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the last... <laughs> Rihanna, if you're listening to this, I can... I Robin, it's not too late. I Robin, <laughs> listen, okay? Uh, we, got, we got you, sis. <laughs> we got you, sis. Um, but, no, I always end out um, with a letter. Um, and uh, I try not to give out the... You know the prompt and all that stuff so you know I always want and I enjoy people to uh, really just list out this letter or just say this letter um, so they can look back on it you know what I'm saying and so my letter to you is um, let's go down the road of mm, you are talking to there's so many ways to do this ah it is the end of 2022 um, it is December 31st, and you were just looking back on this year and year four in L.A. and, you know, just ready, getting ready for 2023. What would your letter say for looking back on 2022? It would say, thank you for being unapologetically you. And... Ending self-doubt and accomplishing all of the desires of your heart. Thank you for keeping God first. That's what I would say. XO, court. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. No, I appreciate that. Again, I appreciate you for coming on here, especially, you know what I'm saying? the way the gas is set up, you know what I'm saying? But we got something to send you home with, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, thank anything you, you want to say before you uh, get kicked out of here and right. kicked off this podcast? No, thank you so much for having me. Um, and like you said, these 13, 14 years of friendship have been nothing but amazing. And it's just great knowing you and growing together. And I'm honestly, you know, thank you for my flowers, but also you deserve yours as well and you've been such a blessing in my life you know whether that's praying over me or just speaking positive things in my life so i appreciate you as well and i see nothing but the best and i can't wait um to read your book i can't wait to see you Jeez, know what else the there pressure is, is on. <laughs> damn it's gonna be amazing and just continue to be you Thank you for having me. Say it loud. Say it loud. And just like that, we are out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Make sure you guys subscribe, like, send it to somebody. And again, hit her up, ladies. It, you don't have to want to uh, become a mother or any of that to even just advocate for it. Because even just sharing and posting things is how we continue to get things out there. Spark it. Generate uh, knowledge and, and just common understanding. Um, and fellas, same thing for us. It's very important to make sure that we can show up for our black women, black and brown women, um, as they go through these things. And also, just always reaching out to your friends and family who are having kids, and then afterwards, like we just learned, postpartum and postpartum depression. Hit the Googles and make sure you just educate yourself. And while you're educating yourselves, don't forget to wash your hands and wash your ass. Stay black. I love y'all. <laughs>